The new Homebuyer Central podcast is recorded and produced by Podcast Solutions. Do you want to start a podcast for a business, organization, or personal brand? Podcast Solutions is passionate about partnering with you for all of your podcast editing, production, and coaching needs. We strive for excellence in helping you to tell your story, your message, and your journey. Visit PodcastSolutionsNow.com and start making your podcast dreams a reality today. And now, welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Wood and Jason Villanueva. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number four of the new Home Buyer Central podcast, where we take the guesswork out of buying your new home. My name's Jeremiah Wood, and I'm a realtor with Keller Williams Hometown Partners here in Wichita, Kansas. And I'm Jason Villanueva. And what are you? Real estate investor. That's right. Yeah. He is the real estate investor <laughs> extraordinaire. Uh, we're on episode four already. Yeah, here Man, we go. This is so good. We're going to dive right in. And this is what's going to be important uh, when actually obtaining a home loan or a mortgage, right? Okay. And so we're calling this episode uh, Finding a Qualified Lender Part, part one. 1. This is going to be a two-part series. Okay. All right? This will be good. So let's dive right in. So here is where you are at in the home buying process. It is time to talk to a qualified lender. Hmm. Okay. Now there are a considerable number of choices available when it comes to finding a right lender. And you want to make sure that that lender is qualified because not all lenders are well, qualified. They're, well, they're not equal. Like some okay. lenders do more things and other lenders don't. Yeah, that was my question. So if I'm looking for a qualified lender, are there unqualified lenders? There, well, so qualified and unqualified may not be the best terms. Okay, okay. But what I mean by qualified is a, a lender that is going to uh, function at the highest level of professionalism. Okay, okay. And going to work for you, um, the home buyer, okay. and not just for a company. Okay, so that's what I mean by qualified. All right. Great question. Thanks. See, I would never would have said that yeah. had you not asked me. Well, I'm glad I'm here. And that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. So uh, this uh, episode number four, we are calling Finding a Qualified Lender Part One. And when you're considering your financing options, you actually want to review as many lenders as possible. Hmm. Right? Because different lenders will actually offer different parts of different loans to you, hmm. which can sound okay. complicated. But once we get rolling um, on the different kinds of loans there are, you'll better understand what we're what we're talking about. So can you make that statement again? There's I should seek out multiple lenders? Right. Whenever you're considering your financing option, you'll want to review as many different so lenders as I possible. I should review multiple lenders. So I, this is really on me. I have to do some research, do some work to find or to look for multiple lenders. And then I choose who I want. Right. Based right. on, is that where you're going? Yeah. Okay. Because in this section, we're actually going to be talking about uh, having a basic overview of the different home loans and the different features that different lenders will offer you. Okay. Okay. And and just like any other uh, commodity, I guess, or service that we have, um, finding you don't have to just go with one lender. Right. I wouldn't have always. I wouldn't always think, hey, let me go look at multiple lenders. I would think. I need to find a lender. Let me give all my information. If I get approved and this lender approves me, I'm likely to go with the first one. Right. But, but you're telling me it's better to it, do that process multiple times. And you want to interview 
lenders with the right questions. Mm, I see. This is this is the tricky part. Okay. Being able to interview lenders with the right question will help you get the absolute best loan for your home buying needs. And you're going to tell me what questions to ask. Well, actually, if you want to uh, have a list of the right questions to ask um, the uh, a lender when you interview a different lender, just click in the show notes below. We have a link There's for a, guide. a free questions guide. How about that? You're asking the right questions uh, when interviewing a lender. That was not a setup. You're just no, it wasn't. so prepared I am, to give I am people free resources. and loaded and ready to go. <laughs> Let's talk real quick about knowing your lender. There are actually two types of lenders, right? There's, first of all, a traditional lender. Okay. And a traditional lender is like your bank, your credit union, uh, wherever you bank with your money, right? Those are considered traditional lenders. And uh, they, they are the people that manage your money Already, And so with the help of your local bank uh, and uh, the mortgage officer that they typically have at the bank as well, you can work in, uh, in-house and obtain a traditional loan uh, with a relative sense of ease, really. It's pretty okay. easy to get a home loan from your bank. Okay. So if you decide to work with a traditional lender, uh, you need to ask if a broker is going to be involved. And we'll okay. talk about brokers here in a second. Okay. Um, because many financial institutions will act as both lender and broker. So you knew I was going to ask you what a broker was, and then you said, well, we'll talk about it. We're going to talk about it here in a second. (laughs) And uh, so you should ask if a broker is involved on any of the loans that they offer. And if so, you may have more options on your loan program than you realized. So with a broker, you may have more options. Right. So you want... So if you go to a bank and you talk to a loan officer, Uh they're just the first door into the lending process. Okay. So you can ask if there's an in-house broker involved also. Mm. And if the broker's involved, you can actually... And this is going to flip your wheel. Uh Uh-oh. You can actually negotiate terms on your loan. If there's a broker. If there's a broker. If you're talking Hmm. to a broker. Because the broker's the one that can make those decisions. Wow. Right, so That's a good bit of info. Yeah, the the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway is ask as many questions as possible when you're interviewing a lender. Ask, ask, ask. It doesn't matter if it's a good question or a bad question. You yeah. have to ask Just because ask you never know what they yeah. offer unless there's something that you want. Right, and if you tell them I would like to have this, chances are they're going to kind of bend over backwards to get it for you. That's awesome. All right. Good so advice. The second, the second kind of lender is the mortgage broker. Okay. All right. And so a mortgage broker is simply this. It's, uh, they have access to several different kinds of lenders. Mm-hmm. So if you went to a major chain bank, the, ma- the bank itself would be lending you the money. But a mortgage broker actually has access to several different kinds of lenders, people okay. who are, and companies who are willing to underwrite your loan and lend you the money, right? But here is the kicker with a mortgage broker. So let me just explain to you. A mortgage, okay. a general mortgage broker um, are the mortgage companies you see around town. Okay. ABC Mortgage Company, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Like those are mortgage brokers who basically, um, when they get your uh mortgage application and approve you for a loan, then what they do is they check with multiple different lending institutions to see who is willing to lend you the money at the best rate for the best price. But here is the kicker with working with a mortgage broker. Mortgage brokers are not obligated to find you the best deal possible. Oh. They're not obligated to give you 
the best price or give the, you the best interest rate. The hope is that you would get that best price and interest rate. And this is why you have to interview multiple. So what motivates a broker to not give you that best loan possible? Um, As to not try and throw them under the bus, right. I suppose. Uh, I think a lot of it has to maybe do with the amount of, amount of commission they okay. receive and things like that, yeah. and the money that they're making off of that loan. Okay, okay. And so, um, which is, again... Really super interesting. But this mm -hmm. is why it's super important to understand and know that all loans and their products are negotiable. Okay. And so when it comes to uh, getting a home loan, ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. Mm -hmm. Let me throw this in there okay. real quick as well. If the statistics show, if you interview up to three, and I always tell my clients this, if you interview up to three different lenders, you will get a significant drop in your um, percentage, your, your, your interest rate. Say that again. Interview if, up to? If you interview up to three different lenders, okay. you will actually get a significant drop in your mortgage interest rate. How does that happen? Well, a lot of it has to do with algorithms. Okay. And so when lenders see that you are shopping. Sure then they start to get competitive. Oh. And you want to know something really interesting? You know, I've talked about this before, but I think it's really interesting for the podcast. All right. Um, we were learning a lot about racial uh, discrepancies within real estate. Okay. This is one of the biggest racial discrepancies is that um, how Caucasian people tend to get lower interest rates than people of color. Okay. Well, the reason being is Caucasian people end up shopping around more for different things and people of color end up taking the first offer they're given. Very interesting. So, and, so within this algorithm or whatever, basically they're seeing on in, in your searching right. that you've shopped multiple places. So then they're going to start getting competitive with their interest rates kicks on and they're like, well, let's drop it and maybe they'll go with us because everything in a loan is negotiable. Mm. It's really interesting. Wow. So, Ask, ask, ask lots of questions. Yes. Let me talk about three types of loans real quick. Okay. Uh, the first type of loan is what's called a conventional loan. And a conventional loan is what you get from your bank or your credit union or whoever manages your money currently. Now, the thing with a conventional loan, they typically require about 20% down. Right. So if you're buying a home for $100,000, they want you to make a down payment of about $20,000 on that home. Right. Right. But that is the conventional mortgage um, that general banks end up giving. Those are actually the loans with the highest purchasing power as well. When you're looking mm -hmm. at a house and you want to buy a house, the seller of that house will actually look to see what kind of loan you are offering. And if they have, if there's a loan that has um, a lot more stipulations attached to it, and we'll talk about those loans here in a minute, yeah. then, then they will turn those loans down and, and accept somebody's offer oh. who has a conventional loan. Very interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. So conventional loans are very powerful loans. The second type of loan is called an FHA loan, mm -hmm. right? And that stands for Federal Housing Administration. And the Federal Housing Administration is basically an insurance for banks. And so mm -hmm. if you, the bank, were lending me the money and I somehow defaulted on my loan, 
the Federal Housing Administration would be the insurance for that bank to make sure they didn't lose any money. Oh, so it's probably a higher risk loan. Um, a little bit. It's actually or, a loan. Or higher risk buyer. It's not so much a higher risk. It's for buyers who can't afford 20%. Oh, okay. So okay. the down payment for an FHA loan is only 3 to 5%. Oh. And in some cases, you can get an FHA loan with as low as 1%. Wow. So if you are buying a $100,000 house, mm-hmm. your down payment would only be $1,000 or maybe $3,000 versus the twenty. Would those kinds of loans have a higher interest rate because you don't have as much of a down payment? Again, sometimes it's negotiable. Okay. But here's what you do get whenever you get an FHA loan. It's called um, prime mortgage insurance or PMI. Okay. And again, that's just an insurance uh, in case it defaults on the loan and you mm-hmm. actually pay for that insurance. Okay. And um, I, the, the cost for that insurance on a monthly basis is different with each lender. Can you give me an instance where it may be more beneficial for a buyer to seek out an FHA loan versus a conventional loan? Yeah. If you're wanting to get a house, and you don't have the 20% down. Okay. So you said that. Yeah. Okay. Just has a lower down payment. Lower down payment. Yeah. I see. And so then, there's options. Right. Here's the, here's the thing we have to understand about the prime mortgage insurance, though. Mm-hmm. The PMI. You pay the monthly premium for that PMI. It's just wrapped up in your house payment, right? Okay. Um, but here's the thing you have to understand. Once you have paid off 20% of your loan, you are no longer required to carry that prime mortgage insurance. Right. But at the same time, you're the one responsible for canceling that PMI. Yeah. Because they won't cancel it for you. It's not automatic. Oh. So if you get, if you've paid 30% down uh-huh. on your mortgage already, and you yeah. could have cut your PMI, PMI at 20%, but they'll just let you keep paying it. Of course they will. Yeah. So, so- you- So where you may not have to put 20% down up front and you're saving money on the down payment, you are paying more on your loan because you have to pay the PMI insurance in addition to your mortgage payment. But it's all wrapped up in one. Right. So the the payments are bigger for the first 20% of your loan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you cancel uh, your PMI insurance after you pay off your first 20%, you can actually take the money you are paying towards PMI. And put it to your mortgage. Put it into your mortgage and pay your house down faster. Boom. Yeah, it's good stuff. Hey, the last two loans that we're talking about okay. is this Veterans Affair or uh-huh. a VA loan. VA loan. And that is for uh, military veterans. And that is a 100% loan, no down payment. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you are a military veteran or currently in the military mm-hmm. or your wife or husband, let's just say spouse. Sure. Or your spouse... Um, they are eligible for VA loans. Nice. I think my brother did that when he bought his home. Yeah. Yeah. So the difference between um, a VA loan and other types of loans is the the Office of Veteran Affairs are the ones who back that loan. And so you can only have one loan at a time. Mm-hmm. So if you were wanting, if you were buying a house for yourself yeah. and wanting to get into investment properties, Mm -hmm. you could not hold two VA loans at the same time. But you could pay off that first home and get a second VA loan. Yeah. And a VA loan is good for the entirety of your life. Wow. You could buy 10 homes Mm -hmm. with a VA loan. If you could pay them all off. Yeah. 
Yep. So that was the second type. And is there a third last the, type? Well, the last type is uh, it's kind of the same as a USDA. It's a 100% funding, no down payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's called a USDA okay. Rural Development Loan. Rural? Yeah. It's a first time rural, like country. Oh, okay. Like out in the sticks. Yes. Um, and that's a uh, that's a that's a first time home buyer's loan. So it's only available okay. one time if you're in a qualified location. Okay. And so um, places like Great Plains and Goddard and down mm-hmm. in Hayesville, those are all qualifying areas for USDA uh, first time home buyers rural oh. development loan. Very interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Now the VA loan and the USDA loan. Um, because they are 100%, they have a lot stricter stipulations on the houses that you buy. Mm. And so you can come in. This is what I was talking about, buying power with the loan. Yeah. If you have a house that you're wanting to buy and maybe it needs a little bit of updating, yeah. uh, the loan, the the VA and the USDA loans will say, um, we need to have like $15,000 worth of repairs done on that house oh. before we're going to give this loan. And so... You had said earlier that the conventional loan has more buying power. Yeah. And so sellers, are they known to reject VA loans? Um, not always. When it comes to a VA loan, if, if the newer and nicer the house, it's never a problem. Oh, okay. Same with USDA loans. Okay. But if your house is pushing 30 years old, mm-hmm. typically that means it's going to need a new paint job on the outside. Sure. Probably a few repairs. HVAC, possibly yeah. a roof. I mean, I mean, even little things. We did a house. Uh, we were trying to buy a house one time for a client, and they had a VA loan. Mm-hmm. And um, the owners before had a patio that had where they set a hot tub at, mm-hmm. and it had decorative railing. Okay. And it had nothing to do with anything. It wasn't part of the fence. Uh-huh. It was just decorative railing. Well, the VA didn't like the fact that it had decorative railing that was not painted. And so they, they had a list of requirements. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And so it could be, it can be tricky. Sure. And so, um, if you're going to use a VA or USDA loan, man, the newer and nicer, the better. Okay. That's good. So that was part one. There's that was part, part two. two. Yep. We're going to head into the next episode, part two of finding a qualified lender next time on the new home buyer central podcast, where we take the guesswork out of buying your new home. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. We'll see you.